If your personal life account is just about you posting about like your kids and things like that, people don't want to see that, especially if you're trying to get leads. Welcome to the Wellness Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, and I'm excited to take you on a journey to reclaiming and reconnecting to your magic, the magic of your health, your wealth, and your soul's purpose. As a woman's wellness coach and business mentor, I've been coaching women for over 15 years, helping them rediscover their innate abilities to heal, to transform, and to manifest their deepest desires. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of inspiration and information, diving into the multifaceted approach of what it means to live to our fullest potential. Let's do this. This is a Soulfire production. Welcome back to week three. We're diving into marketing school. I'm so excited you're here. You're learning about social media strategies today. Last week was all about mastering your mindset and knowing your ideal customer avatar. And week one was all about the five things you need for more leads in your business. Because if you got no leads, you can't make sales. So if you haven't tuned into those two classes, then head on back and dive into those. And today is all about social media. And this is an area where a lot of us feel overwhelmed by. Some of us truly just hate social media, and I totally get it. It can be a big distraction and can take up a lot of time, but I'm really hoping that the strategies that I'm diving into today will provide you so much more clarity and help you to reframe how you essentially see social media. So today's class, even though it's class three, it was technically day four in our training in our workshop that we did a few months ago but it's all good. It doesn't matter. Again, you might hear me calling out some giveaways in in the class today. You might hear me saying specific dates or times or chatting with people in the chat box because again, these were all pulled from a Facebook Live. So let's not worry about all that. We're going to dive into the content. I really hope you guys are taking notes and please come join us and continue this conversation inside the Holistic Business Collective Facebook group. Just search for it on Facebook. The group will pop up. You can come join us in there. There's a workbook that uh, we typically include with this workshop. So if you'd like to get access to that, you can ask for it inside the Facebook group and we'd be so happy to connect with you there. For anybody wanting to take a step further and you're ready to make that investment in yourself and your business and get the support coaching with myself and my team, you can reach out to me, Samantha at holisticwellness.ca if you'd like to learn more about our Align and Lead Business Mentorship Program. All right, let's dive into class three, social media strategies. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Before we dive in, I would love to hear from you guys. Are there any wins that have been showing up for you? Things that you've discovered maybe about yourself, things that are starting to come together, that you're piecing together a little bit. I would love to hear some wins. If you can just share it with me in the comments, that would be amazing. Uh, Yes, I'm starting to let go of my fear of tech. Not completely though. (laughs) Yeah, that's okay. Um, I hear you. Like, I know the tech seems really daunting and whatnot, but there's a few ways to look at it and kind of reframe your mindset around it. Number one is to think about that, okay, if you want to have this amazing business, and I'm just going to throw out a number here, say you want to make six figures, multi-six figures, and you want to have this really big business and you want to serve all of these people, 
But then you have this thing over here, tech getting in the way of you reaching these big dreams and goals. Like when you break it down like that and you see like how minute that really is holding you back from like creating this epic business in life and truly being able to do what you love. It's kind of silly that we put so much fear into it. It's just like going to school. We went to nutrition school or wherever we went to learn about health and wellness and and hormones and whatever it might be, Reiki, you know, personal growth, life coaching, whatever we did and went to study. We didn't know that before we went to school. And then we went and invested in school so we can learn those things to get our certifications. It's the same thing with tech and marketing. You can invest to learn these things. You can invest to get the support and get the knowledge. It's all there for you at your fingertips. It's just sometimes we have this idea that like, uh, it's like so scary to invest in like the business and marketing support and the tech, but yet we keep investing in all of these courses and trainings and certifications, right? So sometimes it's just, it's just up here. We have to get out of our head and we have to get into our hearts. That's what's really important. And we have to really, it's, sometimes it's hard to, you know, really connect to the heart space because we get so caught up in our heads and the ego takes over and the doubt and the fear and the overwhelm. But when we really sit down and connect with our heart of like, what is it that I want to build and create and how do I want to serve and who do I want to be as a coach and a leader? Well, here are these steps that I need to have in place. I don't know them. So what what's the next thing? I can invest. I can get support. I can go learn, right? We actually make it way harder than it needs to be. And it doesn't need to be that hard. Um, so thank you so much, Liz, for sharing that. I really appreciate it. I know you're not the only one. Uh, Jen says, yes, getting over the fear, over getting over these fears that really are minor and that it doesn't have to be complicated. It really doesn't. Um, okay, awesome. Um, well, thank you so much, everybody, for sharing that. I really appreciate it. Oh, okay. So the pen. Yeah, selling the pen. So if you watch that video, I don't know if you watched the video, Liz. Let me know if you watched it. Um, I really explained in that video how to go ahead and sell that pen. The point is, is that you're trying to tie a story to your pen. How would you sell this pen? How can you make a deep connection with this pen by telling a story? It's one thing, for example, to go onto social media and be like, here's a green smoothie. It's delicious. Go try it. Right? But it's another thing to be like, here's a green smoothie that I drink every day. Here are the ingredients that I use, why I choose them. I was on this health path that, you know, I was going downhill. My digestion was sluggish. I felt low energy. I was consumed by sugar. And I started to incorporate this green smoothie every single day. And it was that catalyst to help me change my health in my life. So you want to feel energized and vibrant. Here's my energizing green smoothie. There's a power behind that. There's more storytelling behind that, right? So that's what I mean by selling the pen. You can be like, oh, here's this pen and it's pink and, you know, um, it's $3.99. You know, do you want it? Or you can tell the story of really like really connecting a story to the pen, because what we're trying to do through our messaging, which is we're going to talk a little bit about today, specifically with social media content is like not just posting up random content but actually tying stories to it and emotion to it. So yes, I hope that explains a little bit more. The video is posted up there for you so you can go dive into that a little bit more, okay? Okay, awesome. So we're gonna talk, I mean, mainly we're talking social media today, but 
uh, kind of more so with like Instagram. I know so many people use Instagram and it obviously is like one of the bigger platforms. And, um, I'd be curious to know, like, just let me know in the comments there. Do you guys use Instagram? Do you have an Instagram account? Let me know. Um, or let me know what social media platform you are using. So just let me know a little bit, a little bit about that. Are you using Instagram? Yes or no. Um, and then if not, what social media platform are you using? Or maybe you're not using anything right now. So um, I would definitely like to know. Okay. Anne said yes. Okay. Lovely. And feel free to put your um, your social media, uh, your links here for sure. And uh, you can put them here. And then if you guys want to, you know, follow each other and support each other, that would be really great. Uh, also, I should mention that at the end of November, we are doing a social media growth challenge. So um, if you want to mark the dates in your calendar, it will be the week of November 8th and it's going to be like all things social media. And what we're actually going to do on some of those days is like social media audits and we're going to pick some people's platforms and actually go through them and like audit your page and give you feedback like right on the spot. Um, like Vanessa and I will do that. And um, okay, great. And then I could also go look at your, your creeper Instagrams after too. Okay. So yeah, we're going to do a full, like almost a full week of like social media growth. And we're going to dive even a lot deeper. We're going to have like full, like one class will be just like full content creation and like helping you plan out a calendar. So that's coming up at the end of November. So that will also be free for you guys to join too. And you'll get a lot of value out of that as well. Um, so just an FYI. Okay. So Helena says, yes, love Insta. Uh, yes, business, but unpaid. That's fine. I think most of us have, it is a free account. If you're not using paid traffic, that's fine. Um, yes, IG account, have an Instagram, but just using it to share recipes until I get a website up and have more direction. Okay. Awesome. So Sarah, do you remember my comment about websites? Sarah, you're getting in your own way here. Do not worry about having all of these perfect pieces in place. You do not need a website to go out there and serve people. Vanessa yesterday talked about having basically an email marketing platform, something like Aweber or ActiveCampaign, and then having like a landing page platform, which could be ClickFunnels or lead pages, which is what we use with a lot of our students, lead pages, because it's pretty cost-effective and easy to use. Even with Aweber nowadays, they are uh, really vamping up what you get in that in their email marketing platform that you can build a lot of landing pages and stuff in there. That's what you need. A website is super costly. And if you don't understand the fundamentals of lead generation, you will end up putting a lot of time and energy into a website. So I, I, I just want to be clear here. If you already have a website up, it is okay. Okay. What I'm saying is that if you are waiting to start your business and get clients because you think you need a website, no, no, no. We're just using that as a way to hold us back. Go out there, post on Inst Instagram, connect with people in your DMs and get an email marketing platform up so that you can start creating a lead magnet, generating those leads onto your email list and connecting to with them via email. You want to work with people one-to-one, -one, get them on a call and just talk to them. We do not need all of these fancy pieces in place. We really don't. Um, I have sold hundreds of thousands of dollars without a website, without anything fancy, without anything, just talking to people. That's it. Hundreds and thousands of dollars. 
it, we really complicate things. And then over time, once I started to get a better idea of like who I'm really serving, what my messaging is, I understand all the pieces that come together. Now I can hire a website designer to really put this together for me, but I didn't need that to go out there and sell. Okay. So I just wanted to mention that because I feel like we let some of these things really hold us back from getting out there and really making sales and getting clients. And we don't need all, all the fancy bells and whistles. Um, okay. Um, personal Instagram account, deciding on if I use this or start a new account for my business, my agricultural business is Insta and Facebook. Yeah. I mean, I think that it depends what you are selling and promoting. So obviously like I have my holistic wellness, which Instagram account, which is like all things, nutrition, wellness, you know, metabolism, hormones related. Right. And then it wouldn't make sense for me to go and post about email marketing and Instagram growth and sales calls on my holistic wellness, which page that would not make sense. Right. So I started an Instagram account, um, specifically, uh, for business, right. For entrepreneurs. So it's Samantha underscore Gladish. And that is where I do all things like business and can talk marketing and all that fancy stuff. Cause it wouldn't make sense. The audience that I grew to talk nutrition, even though there might be practitioners that follow me there, it just didn't make sense for me to share that information. So I started a new account. I also want to mention too, going back to selling hundreds and thousands of dollars, I had uh, an email list of about 200 people and an Instagram following of like 200 people. I didn't have, again, massive leads and all of this in order to go out there and make sales. I used the leads that I had, of course, like I made use of those leads and nurtured them and connected with them. And again, it was really about getting out there and making connections with people. Um, and so having a clear process of like what my sales process looked like in terms of creating content, email, leading to a call and speaking with people like it didn't have to, it doesn't have to be so difficult. OK, um, Ashley says mostly Facebook, but I want to start using my Instagram more. Yeah. Awesome. And you can actually share from Instagram to Facebook. So it's kind of like, you know, two birds with one stone. Um killer booty. I love that. That's hilarious. Um, I'm wondering about what you think about me attaching MailChimp landing page to my website. Yeah, that's totally fine. You just, if you need a landing page for people to opt in and you want to connect it to your site, you totally can do that. Um, you're attached to your website and that's totally fine. Um, if you want to attach MailChimp to that, that's fine. We, I mean, I think Vanessa might've talked about it yesterday. Like we don't love MailChimp because it's actually very limited. Um, and you have to keep paying for like more features, whereas you get way more features with Aweber and it's really cost effective. Um, so I, I suggest like if you're in a beginning stage of business where like you really don't have leads and you don't have a massive email list, then it might make sense to just like go over to Aweber and start there. Um, okay. So let's talk Instagram. So the other day we talked about who and the what and the transformation. And that is going to be a really great, I mentioned this the other day, to use that and put it in your bio, right? Who do you help? Is it women over 20, 40, 30? What, what does it look like, right? Is it men, um, right? Do you, um, and then what What do you do with what? You help them with what? Weight loss, hormones, well-being, life coaching, you know, uh, business growth, what, what is it? And then what's the transformation they get, right? So clarity in your bio really, really helps. 
And um, so when somebody lands to, I'm a former roller girl and that was my skater name and number. Oh, that's so cute. I love that. So when somebody lands on your Instagram bio, we're going to start here with bio. When somebody lands on your Instagram bio, basically the question they are asking themselves is, is this person for me? Like, what is this person about? And if your Instagram bio is full of all of these fancy initials and like, um, I, I don't even know, like, for example, I'll use functional diagnostic nutritionist, right? A lot of people have like, I'm an FDN slash P slash CNP slash RHN. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about that stuff. Your initials don't matter. Your initials matter to you. Your initials don't matter to your ideal client. Your ideal client is just going to look at that bio and see all these fancy initials and be like, I have no idea what this means. Like, can this person help me? Yes or no. That's literally all they want to know. So if you have all these fancy initials in in your bio and you also have like just listed out all your certifications and stuff, that's not compelling. It's not compelling for somebody to be like, I'm going to follow this person or wow, this person really is going to, seems like they're going to post great information about what, like what I need. Right. So for example, if you are a, if you're, if you specialize in thyroid health and helping women overcome hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's. Okay. And you don't say anything about that in your bio, you're missing You're missing on all of those amazing leads and follows and followers of people who could really be your clients. So sometimes we just have to get out of our own way. We think we need to have all the fancy initials and certifications and all the things. And that's what's going to be the thing that actually gets people to hire us. And it's actually not at all. People want to feel connected to you and they want to know that you you can help them that you can clearly communicate what you do and help them so you may have to go back to your bio and make a few tweaks there it has to be clear and concise okay so if you want to go ahead and share your who what transformation again that would be really great right you i help women um right i help women over 30 heal their hypothyroid and hashimotos with holistic nutrition strategies, right? Holistic nutrition and lifestyle strategies. That's just an example, right? So, so that's it. Um, do you think focusing on just thyroid is too specific of a niche to start with? Not at all. Yeah. Specificity sells. So the more specific you can get the better. Um, and I know a lot of that, like that freaks a lot of people out because they're like, oh my God, I am, the more I narrow in and the more specific I get, specific I am, I am like, you know, it's like a funnel, right? The more you narrow in that funnel, that means like there's less people, there's less people here. What it actually means is it's more of the right people because here at the top of the funnel, there's a lot of people and you're talking to everybody start to narrow that in and you're going to get more of the right people. So that's how, that's how the momentum really helps really starts and grows is when you can really get specific. So if you want to do thyroid and that's the thing that you're really called to, I would be really specific with that. Um, I realized that I help a broad range of peeps though. Yeah. And so again, I would spend some time really thinking about who is the ideal client, like who's the perfect person 
that's going to walk into your clinic or your practice, your online business, whatever. Who's the perfect person that's going to walk in that you are so lit up to help? Is it the mom? Is it the man? Is it the woman? Who is it really that like excites you the most? And it might be more than one, but I bet there's, it's not everybody you treat. You probably have some people you've treated where it's you, like, those are really your people. So I really just spend some, but I think it's moms over. Okay. You said it right there, but I think it's moms over 30. Great. Okay. Awesome. So if that's really what you're called to, that doesn't mean you can't, your content can't speak to other things, but primarily your messaging is going to speak to the mom over 30. Okay. So does that make sense? So like, for example, if you follow me on my Instagram page, I primarily talk about metabolism and thyroid health, but I also have a podcast. And on that podcast, I talk about all sorts of things. I talk about plant medicine and I interview all kinds of guests in all of their specialties, um, you know, um, ditching alcohol, reclaiming their femininity, um, nervous system regulation, sunlight, like all kinds of random topics. We talk about business and growth and personal growth. I share all that on my Holistic Wellness Witch Instagram page because even though it may not be metabolism and thyroid related, it's still an extension of what I do. And so I share it and it's all about nutrition and wellness and well-being. So I still share it there. I still share my recipes and things on, on that page, but my major majority of the content and the messaging is speaking to the woman who is dealing with metabolic and thyroid issues. Okay. So what's really important to note is like, I'm right here with you guys. I'm in the trenches doing the same thing. I may have, you know, more years of experience and have dove into this and, and built a business around it, but like, I'm here doing the same thing. I'm here growing my podcast. I'm here growing my Instagram. We are growing our business. Like I I still do the same thing. So um, it's being able to relate to you from where I'm at now, but also all that I've gone through. I can really just be an open book and sharing it all. So please don't hesitate to ask me questions about any of it. Um, What are your thoughts on having two niches such as gut and thyroid? Yeah, I think that um, it can be a bit challenging because now you're trying to create all this information about gut health and you have to create all this information about thyroid health. And those are probably two different customer avatars, but maybe there is a way for you to combine them for sure. So if you can find a way to kind of combine it, right? Like a lot of women who are dealing with thyroid issues and Hashimoto specifically, there's a lot of gut issues going on. So just try and like connect them versus making them very separate. Um, But I think that that's fine. I think you can actually really make that work as long as your messaging really speaks to the right person and you're clear with like how the two are connected. Because for example, I bet that if a woman comes to work with you in your practice and they have thyroid issues, there's a good chance that a part of your protocol and working with them is supporting the gut, right? So it kind of does go hand in hand. Um, So I think there's a way you can make that work for sure. Okay, so bio, let's be clear. Let's be specific. Take the who, the what, the transformation, and you might want to actually go and put that in your bio, okay? Um, So be really specific with that. Go to your bio try to cut out the jargon that doesn't make sense. All the fancy initials, like, 
you have to think about your ideal client and where they're at and what they know. They don't know all these fancy terms and biology terms or what these certifications mean. They just need to know, like, are you with, can you help me with thyroid? Are you a weight loss coach? Like just clear, concise, specific, keep it simple. Okay. That's so that's number one, go to your bio and let's like really simplify it. Um, so many things here. Okay. Um, where do I want to go next? Who has content constipation? (laughs) Um, and you feel like you just don't know what to post. And I'm sure there's a lot of us that are feeling that way. So, um, oh my God, this is funny. Leave me a number two in the comments if you have constant, if you have content constipation. Okay. Does anybody want to share like, what is it about content that feels, um, like that you feel stuck on? Like, what is it that you are confused about or overwhelmed about? Yeah. I've seen a lot of number twos. Okay. Um, Liz says the opposite. Okay. So if you guys can expand, that would be great. Tell me like, what is it about content that you have such a hang up over? So the, and I'll expand on this to help you have more clarity around content. Basically when we don't, when we start with content, that's where it gets overwhelming versus if we start with the things that we did earlier this week, like knowing your niche and knowing your avatar and knowing what it is you're really selling, then the content becomes that much easier. But when you start with content and you're just like, I got to get on social, I got to get a following, I got to start posting. Well, what? Okay. What's the point? Like that doesn't matter unless you know the other pieces. Okay. I know what I want to say. It just takes me forever to actually design my post. Okay. That's great. Thanks for sharing that. Because also something to expand on here is that I think a lot of us hold back from like, we know what we want to say. We know what we want to post, but we don't do it because we are scared that we're going to be judged for it. That if we actually say this thing, somebody's going to call me out or judge me for it. And you know what? It might happen. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't in this world of social media, right? So what's important is that you come from a place of love and integrity and you speak your truth. And that truth is not going to resonate with everybody. It's just not right. Like I am very focused on animal based. I've been animal based for many, many years. I've got a lot of of vegans in my community that won't agree. It is what it is, right? I don't go on somebody's vegan Instagram page and call them out and leave rude comments. Not at all. But if somebody feels like they need to do that on my page, swipe delete. I don't need that on my page. And if they don't agree with me, that's fine. But the fact that like we can't hold space for each other's differences is crazy to me. So don't hold back. Like it's important to post bold content, post something that might be a bit controversial, but if that's what's true to you, then share it because the more you can be true to yourself and just share the thing that is real for you you're going to end up attracting 
the right people. You're going to attract the people that really want to hear that message and actually admire you for that transparency. Not knowing what to post about, how to write it, always feel like I need to educate and research and it becomes overwhelming. Yeah, absolutely. So if you are stuck in this place of like feeling like you need to educate and, and or like constantly research, um, start to ask yourself maybe like, are you posting outside of your zone of genius? So I was mentioning this earlier in the week, like when we work with everybody and we just want to take on like men and women and kids and family nutrition, all these things and heart disease and high cholesterol and cancer and breast cancer and gut health and SIBO and leaky gut and the PCOS and PMS. Oh, and menopause. It's like, oh my God, if you work with all of these people, that's exhausting. Because now all you're doing is spending all of your time researching and trying to put all these random protocols together for all these different symptoms and all of these different things um, and different diseases and and health states that it becomes exhausting and you're going to burn out very quickly. Okay, so this is why we have to really connect to what's our zone of genius. What is the thing that if I told you, you got to go on camera right now, you got to go do uh, Instagram live right now, two minutes. You have no time to prep. Camera's going on live. What is the thing that just comes naturally to you? Tell me, I'd love to hear it. What is the thing that just feels so right for you to talk about? You don't need to research. You can just show up and talk about it. Tina, learning not to work for everyone has dropped my blood pressure <laughs> drastically and has actually given me relief. Oh, I love that. That's so sweet. Um, thank you so much for sharing that. Tina is actually one of um, my students and clients inside the mentorship program. I love it. Uh, feel like posts need to be unique. Yes. Okay. I totally get that. There should be some uniqueness to it. I get it. We don't want to just like I was using the green smoothie as an example earlier, right? Okay. Everybody posts about green smoothies, right? But how can you make it unique and different? Um, you can set aside a day to slap together quotes post. Yeah. So you can definitely do that, but slapping together quotes and posts doesn't actually bring you the right leads and clients. So that's why we have to be clear on who is my ideal client and what are they struggling with? What is the pain and the problem? How do I solve that? Because that's the content that I'm going to create for them, right? If I want to work with somebody, that has thyroid issues, but I'm not really posting anything about thyroid health and I'm just posting up quotes, that's not going to bring me the thyroid client, right? Now, of course, um, I don't work one-on-one -on -one with clients anymore in the nutrition space, but I'm just using that as an example, right? Back in the day, I was doing a lot of PMS. So a lot of my content was around PMS and syncing with your cycle and the birth control pill. Again, if I was just slapping up some random quotes and some random things, that's not bringing me the ideal client who's going to read my content and be like, oh, wow, yeah, this girl knows everything about PMS hormones. Like, that's my girl. I really want to work with her. So this is why we really have to be intentional about what we're creating and posting. Also, that doesn't mean that you have to be posting every single day. You're not going to be super creative every single day. Your, um, you know, like that's not going to happen. But if majority of what you're doing is intentional 
and speaks to your ideal client, then it's going to bring you more of the right people. Um, I have a group of people who view my quotes. Okay, great. It's one thing for them to view the quotes, but are you actually getting clients and leads out of that, right? That's what's important to look at and to really look at the data around that. Um, I feel like I know what to do for a condition, but feeling more like I need to research the why behind it to explain it properly. Yeah. And so keep in mind, don't make it complicated, right? You can explain a little bit about the why, but you don't need to expand on it like in such depth and detail. And you really want to make sure it's simplified so that your ideal client can really understand, right? So sure, go and share a bit of research or whatnot, but don't complicate it. Don't make it complex and don't put all this crazy jargon in there. How can you just truly simplify? Um, Okay. Did I get everybody here? I think I did showing what I am making to eat easy balanced meals. Yeah, those are easy, right? Like, especially for reels and for stories and things like that. Like people want to see a behind the scenes of what you're doing. If you are using nutrition as a modality to support people in getting healthy, they're probably going to want to know what you're eating and having them see that in your everyday life. And that you're actually in integrity with taking care of yourself and following the rules and strategies that you would give to clients. That's really important. So those can be really easy things to share. Um, Food, mental health connection. Yep. Sharing all about that would be great. This would be my go-to live sharing, showing what I am making to eat. Okay, perfect. That's awesome. Um, So food, mental health connection. Is that what would be your like thing that you would go live on? Is that what you meant, Alicia? I, I don't know if you got my comment the other day, um, Alicia, are, are you remind me, are you working with teens wanting to do teens? Um, I, I commented on one of your, your, ho- your homework the other day saying to come to this live because I had an idea for you and I want to make sure I'm not confusing the people. If you're the one that does like teen support and I could be wrong. So I did get your connect. Yes. With teens. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So I just had like a bit of a download for you that came when I was um, reading through your reading through your stuff and, you know, take this or leave this, but just thought I would share. So um, you were mentioning the other day how like working with teens and you felt like you didn't fully have that like support growing up. Right. And so this is why you feel really called to supporting like teenage girls And a part of me was thinking like, what, how interesting, because you were saying we were both kind of talking about how that niche could be hard because it's teens, right? And they're not interested in actually doing anything or investing. So, so really you're like speaking to like the moms or the parents, right? So anyways, it just got me thinking that what might be really interesting for you to explore is that working with adult women who have been in the situ- in that same situation. So working with adult women who didn't have that support in their childhood and whatever that looked like, and now they're in a place where there is this anxiety, there is a bit of this angst, they don't know how to reparent themselves. And so you're working with those women versus the teens and you're helping those women like reconnect to themselves to support their mental health and well-being and in turn as they heal themselves and implement that they can 
break that within like their family lineage. So with their teenage daughters and their young girls, that was just something that came to mind and totally like take it or leave it. But I was just thinking, um, like if it's something that you feel like really stuck on specifically with the teens, it might be really interesting to explore what it might look like working with adult women who, um, who you can really relate to where like maybe your child childhoods were very similar and you felt like you didn't get that support. So like that reparenting. So just throwing it out there, something that I was thinking about, or it could even be like working with moms and teens, like together, like moms and daughters together, right. And helping them both, both go through it. So, um, just wanted to share that with you as a bit of a download that I had the other day. Um, okay. So moving on content constipation, <laughs> we need to know who we're speaking to. We need to know our ideal client and what their pain is and what their problem is so that we can create content that's really going to speak to them. That is going to be really, really key. Okay. So if you find yourself constantly in this space of like, I don't know what to post, what do I share? Always ask yourself, who's the ideal woman? What is she dealing with right now? How is she feeling? What is she Googling at night? At night? What is keeping her up? What does she not know about? I'm just going to use thyroid as an example. What does she not know about her thyroid? What is so misleading in the health space about thyroid health? What are the gaps that are often missed when it comes to thyroid care and, you know, the medical industry? What can I really teach her to help her start to see these gaps and the things that she might be missing? Start to ask yourself these things. All That's a lot of questions, but those questions is what's going to help you create a lot of content. And then don't just sit there and think about it. Write it all down. Write it all down. Because as you write this all down, right, writing down about talking about thyroid labs and the gut connection and nutrition and foods that matter and food, you know, things that can be damaging, lifestyle, stress, supplementation, um, all of that can really help to um, educate and support that that ideal client for them to want to take that next step to come and connect with you and work with you. Because we don't just want to be here as like some, you know, uh, just, just this coach posting. We want to be like the expert, the industry expert. We want to really step into that space because when you can show that level of expertise and, and that care and that connection, and when you really know how to do that through your messaging, people are so drawn to you and they're like, yes, you're my person. I need to hire you. And that's what we can do with our messaging. Um, I love that idea. That is what I'm trying to do with my own teenage girls. I've been struggling with my audience and this helps. I have thought about mom, daughter. Awesome. Okay, cool. Um, all right. Another thing when it comes to your content, you have to think about your call to action. So important. Most of us are just posting just to post and we don't actually tell people what we do. We don't even let them know about who we are. So, and, and that we actually have services available, right? So if you want to post something about thyroid healing and thyroid health, great, go and do that. And then at the very end, be like, this is how I support my clients in my three month healing your thyroid program. If you're interested, send me a message to learn more. 
You know, like there's got to be a call to action. Um, this is what I learned in the mentorship program. I learned clarity and audience. Amazing. And I learned how to use the <laughs> internet and about call to actions. Uh, yeah, that's amazing. Um, you're so funny. I learned how to use the internet. Um, so call to actions are really important. And a lot of us are not being like forthcoming enough when it comes to our services. Sometimes people aren't hiring you because you're not letting them know you're for hire. You're not letting them know that you have a program, that you work with clients, that you have a sales call so that you can learn about them and talk to them. People need to know these things. So tell them if you have a lead magnet available, tell people, go to the link in my bio and download the lead magnet, you know, the ebook or whatever. Um, Go to go to the link and sign up for my workshop, sign up for my webinar. Like you have to be clear and tell people these things. So a lot of people, they just need to be told and they need to be told over and over and over again. So you're not being salesy. You're just being honest and truthful. This is what you do. This is how you help people. So tell people that. Okay. So call to actions are really, really important. Um, stories and reels. We probably have seen the takeoff of TikTok. It's all video based and Instagram really is starting to move in that direction too. So we know the power of video, right? Video is just such a more powerful way to connect with people. And, um, your audience is just going to feel so much more connected with you, being able to see you and hear you and mannerisms and all of that. Right. So using reels and getting on your stories and talking is really going to be a more powerful way to make those connections with your audience. So I would really encourage you if you're not doing it already to start creating some reels. It does not mean you need to be dancing and pointing on your screen and has to be all perfect. A reel can literally just be a quick 10 seconds of what you made for dinner. It could be going through some of your favorite books that you love about health and well-being, like, you know, being outside in nature and going for a walk and how that impacts your hormones. Like literally it could get creative here. It doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to put all these fancy words popping up on the screen at the right time. Sure. If you want to learn it, amazing. But just as you're getting started, don't feel it has to be perfect. Okay. So using reels and stories is really, really powerful. I show up way more in my stories and doing reels than I do just posting like static posts on my, on my feed. So I still post those. I still post, you know, a couple times a week, but I'm more so committed to showing up in stories and reels than just posting on the feed because I know the level of engagement and interaction that I get from being on stories and doing reels, it's way more of a reach than it is just doing a post. So, um, you guys will have to just play around with that a little bit and see what works for you. Start to get out of your comfort zone. And a lot of us feel like, you know, we, I don't have the confidence to do this. I feel so uncomfortable and, and I totally understand that. And it sounds so like counterintuitive, but the way to overcome that is to actually take action. It's really to go out there and take action. You won't, you to gain the comfort level to get comfortable. You have to go through the discomfort 
to gain the confidence, you have to go out there and do the thing. That's what builds your confidence in yourself and learning it and playing around and testing it and figuring things out. Just the fact of showing up for yourself and doing it is like confidence alone, right? So um, yes, once you do one, it definitely gets easier. It, it really does. And as with anything, it's a learning curve. So the more you do it, the more you can learn it. But um, really starting to use the features that the, these platforms release, they release them for a reason because they want you to start using those new features. So they started to release reels because, and they're putting way more energy into reels because that's where they really want the platform to go. So if you're using reels, they're going to basically favor that over the static posts. So this is why sometimes if you find you're just posting on Instagram and your reach is really low, you know, think about, are you using like all of most of the features that's offered here? Because that's what Instagram, the algorithm is really favoring. Another thing is that I mentioned this the other day is that social media is about being social. So it's not just about going on there and posting something and then hopping off, go on other people's accounts, comment, like, like, engage with people. Maybe you carve out 30 minutes of a day, 20 minutes of your day to go into your post and then to go on some other accounts, like comment, um, engage with people, you know, share other people's posts. Like that's what it's about being social. So it's important to do that. And actually the more that you do that, the algorithm will favor you and also this gives you an opportunity to connect with people online. If there's a company that you love using their products and you share their products to your Insta stories and then they see that and then they share, now they highlight you on their platform, that can bring you more followers. So like the sharing and the caring is like really, really important. So don't just go on there and like hide and try and post something and kind of run away. We have to do the work on there. But it doesn't mean it needs to take hours and hours of your time. Um, what else? Direct messages. Let's talk about that real quick. So direct messages are a powerful way to connect with people and get into conversation. So if you are posting something and you, again, thyroid health, you know, you're posting something about thyroid health, you can say as a call to action, you know, if you have more specific questions around this, send me a direct message, I'd be happy to answer. And then that might encourage people to send you a direct message and they can start talking about their health and, you know, what they've been going through. And like, don't get me wrong. I have definitely had people send me Instagram messages that are like literally pages long about their health and their labs and all of these things. And I'm like, I can't answer these questions or provide you an Instagram consultation. Like, you know, let's dive, let's dive in deeper. And why don't we hop on a call so I can understand a little bit more about you. And then we could see what working together might look like, right? It's just getting them there and having a conversation there. That's a little bit more intimate and then moving them into the next step. Uh, yes, I did one reel on my personal Instagram about differences between living in Michigan versus when I lived in Southern California. And I got so many views, likes and followers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yay, Felicia, thanks for being here. Felicia's also one of our students. Um, she graduated recently. Um, and she's been like really great with her. She started on Instagram and then she was starting to move over to TikTok. She's doing really well there, showing up on TikTok. 
Um, I did a DM to new followers based on a friend referral and got ghosted. Maybe I said the wrong thing. Yeah, it could definitely happen for sure. It doesn't mean everybody is going to respond to you. Um, of course not. You know, it, that definitely happens. And it's very common even for people to book in a sales call and not show up for it. So, um, you know, that's there's definitely a process that we guide people through to help like try and make sure that that can get eliminated. Um, but you know, it definitely happens. People will ghost you for sure. So there's no harm in following up and sending a follow-up message, but we, we're not here to be pushy. We're not here to force things. We're not here to have this attachment that, oh my God, this person better sign up. They better buy my program. They better respond back to me. I need this person. Like we need to let go of that desperation and that attachment. Okay. We have to just really find that space of trust and really lean into that. And I know it can be challenging. So we have to practice it. We have to practice just showing up with integrity, authenticity from a really great, you know, from a heart space and really connecting with people and, and communicating with people. That's what sales is. It's communication. Get into communication with people. Um, yes, Maria is saying there, your energy matters so much, 100%. Um, okay, something else I was going to mention real quick before we sign off for the day is that you know, social media, like if your strategy is that you just want to create a you're trying to create social media content so that it will go viral and that's what's going to grow your business. That's not a business strategy. So social media is a part of an overall strategy, right? Like in our mentorship program, obviously we teach you about using social media and we want you to be active and engaged on social. However, there's a lot of behind the scenes things that matter too with setting up your lead magnet and building your list and setting up these funnels having the automations and the systems in place, it goes hand in hand with social media. So we all know that social media can literally crash in a day. And if you've spent all your time building all of these followers and now you can't access that, then what? If that's like been your bread and butter and then that's gone overnight, right? We don't own social media, but you do own your email list. So you have more control over your list and these platforms, which is why we don't want to miss out on making sure we have these systems and automations. This is what's actually going to help you grow and scale your business long-term, having the foundations in place. So I know that there are a lot of business coaches online that all they do is promote using social media, getting on Instagram, doing reels. Here's, here's your real strategy and then get people into DMs and start messaging people in DMs. And listen, if you want to do that, by all means, it's your business. You get to decide how you want to do business. But you have to understand that why so many of these accounts have massive followings and massive interaction is because they're literally on there for five to six hours a day. That's it. It's their full-time job. That's all they are doing. And I know for myself, I don't want to do that. I want to be. I want to have flexibility. I want to go on social and I want to post and sure, communicate with people and get in DMs, but I don't want to be on there for six hours a day, constantly keeping up with the Joneses, posting, commenting back to every single person, responding to every message. Like, no, I use social media and it's part of my strategy. And I also have 
everything else that's running for me in the back end, which allows me freedom of my time and flexibility of my time, all of that, which I'm pretty sure a lot of us want that. So I just want to say, like, I'm not trying to undermine what some other coaches are saying in terms of social media, but it's just not a strategy that works for me. I don't want to be on there five, six plus hours a day, posting three times a day, responding to every single message and having like 10 sales conversations, 20 sales conversations and DMs. I don't want to do that. So you guys just have to get really clear about what works for you and where you want to put your time and energy. And I'm pretty sure a lot of us don't want to be on Instagram for six hours a day, right? Um, I literally just want to be friends with everyone and create a community of voices who felt they haven't been heard. Oh, that's so beautiful. I'm so glad that you guys got to connect here. Um, I just sold my house, looking at a house maybe tomorrow. Oh, that's so exciting. Okay. So I have to tell you and everyone else that sending an email to my email list is really the best part of my day. Oh, I love that. That's so sweet. Um, that is so great, especially coming from somebody who was like, what do I write? What do I say? Right. How do I use email marketing? And now, right. Sending an email to their list is the best part. I love it. So I want you guys to know that it's fully possible to get to that space. Sometimes you just need support and guidance and help, which, which is what we're here for. Thoughts on changing my personal account to my business account or starting a new one, pros and cons of both. If your personal life account is just about you posting about like your kids and things like that, people don't want to see that. Especially if you're trying to get leads. Okay. So if your personal life is actually you sharing like behind the scenes of like nutrition and food and well-being and things like that. And don't get me wrong, sprinkling of kids and family and stuff. Cool. But if mainly the stuff that you're sharing on there actually relates to business, then great. You can keep it. But if not, separate them. So like when I first started, I just had one account. It was just my it was just my personal page. But my personal page had everything to do with health and well-being. So I didn't have to go and create a separate page for like PMS and hormones because everything I was sharing was about that anyways. So you know what I'm trying to say there? I feel like I'm all over the place. Um, but yeah, if like you're really trying to just connect with like more friends and family and share life stuff, then you probably do want to separate them. Okay. Um, all right. So that brings us to the end of our social media day. And I would love it to uh, just to hear from you guys. If you have any questions about anything with social media or anything that we've covered this week, you know, we can take a few minutes and, um, and dive into that. I'm happy to answer. And I learned how to automate too. I know automation is the best. I love it. Um, so if you guys have questions or anything, please don't hesitate to ask. I'm here to help. And thank you so much for being with me again. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for being with me today. If there's anybody that you know that can benefit from today's episode, please share it with them. And if you haven't yet left us a rating and a review, we would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. I'll connect with you next week.